I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church, and our service of this morning, worship service number 294, it's catching up with your family. And before we get there, I would like to invite you to go to our website, pchurch.us, and maybe you can download the bulletin from there, or if you prefer to use the QR code on the screen, just bring your phone if you are watching in a beautiful big TV, just point towards the QR code and let the phone help you to download the bulletin of this morning. We want to thank you for your support. Thank you, dear church member. Thank you so much. I appreciate each one of you always being so generous, always thinking of ways to make a contribution to the church. And I am so pleased and happy that you can help us this way. So one more time, thank you, Tracy, for those songs. Thank you, Sebastian, for the work you are doing. And thank you to all our team working behind scenes so people can see and watch this broadcast from different parts of the world. We thank our friends from New York sending us greetings and greetings back to you. So now we are going to start this reflection. And, uh, you know, catching up with the family is something that is interesting. It is important. And uh, some people don't like much about that. But the truth is, it is just wonderful. For example, these girls here saying hello one another, you know, wonderful because they can uh, just love one another. But <laughs> the thing is, sometimes there is someone that is unhappy with the family. Somebody in your family probably is mad at someone else. You know what? It is interesting. The scripture tells us same, something so simple. And here we read in Proverbs 26, 17, this, to step between two people arguing is as foolish as going out into the street and grabbing a stray dog by the ears. Isn't it that crazy? Well, that happens. So you know what? It's not a good idea when you get involved into fights of two people, even in your own family, when nobody is inviting you. It's tricky. It's tricky. Now, I want to tell you today one story. It's the story that Jimmy witnessed. And um, so Jimmy was a, a disciplined employee. Uh, he worked for a very successful local company, those companies that we call them uh, owner-operator family business. And he learned about work ethics. He learned there about the, the value of money. And he learned the character of the owner and his two sons. So Jimmy shared with us, and he's sharing with you today, the story, what happened here. Because, you know, working in a company where when you have a leader that is disciplined is absolutely great. And you learn work ethics, you know, the discipline of working several days a week in, in a regular schedule. And then you learn about the value of money because, you know, some people just think that money is something that they can just ask and spend the way that they want because they never work in their life. They don't know how difficult it is to make money. But here, Jimmy is one of those good guys who was trained to do a particular function in this company. And, and he learned about all these important things, getting up early in the morning, being cordial with everybody, learning, and giving the extra mile, always doing the best that he could do to help the company. While he's working in this company, he gets to know more and more the boss, the owner of this company. This is a gentleman of certain age, mature, you will say, and uh, it's a guy that is uh, actually a pretty interesting man. And he, he is interesting, well, first of all, because he's the kind of guy who is smart. And uh, obviously, with, with someone like that, smart, you start to learn certain things, you know. And as a result of that, Jimmy started to respect more and more this gentleman. He saw how good uh, were his decisions, his methods, his 
uh, he was learning many good things from these men, but also he started to learn about his his decisions in terms of the family. So this uh, gentleman had two sons, and uh, the older one was uh, pretty much like him, very serious about work and all that. The young one was not too much like him. Actually, here's where the problem began. This young fella actually was uh, the kind of young fella who, who liked to spend money easily, and he was not too much into working hard. And so naturally, Jimmy didn't agree with the ways that he saw the father was using the money somehow with certain favoritisms towards the young one. He was pushing both, but it was obvious from the beginning. The older one was more serious and responsible. The young one, he wanted to have it easy and simple. <laughs> but what happened was that the, one day, the younger son of Jimmy's boss asked his father for 50% of the company and sold it. Can you imagine that? Simple as that. So this young fella says to the father, you know what, I understand that you have all this prepared in, in your will. Well, I don't think I want to wait until the day you die, dad. Well, as you can imagine, for the father it was a su surprise, right? He thought, well, my sons are going to work together and continue with pride working in behalf of this company, well, not. That was not what the young one wanted. And um, so Jimmy, who was the witness of this story, was pretty upset about that. Jimmy actually was pretty angry. You know, somehow, we don't know exactly the details, but the truth of the matter is that this young guy sold his 50%, took the money, and now the father and the son, now they need to restart somehow with the capital they have. So it's a, it's a trouble for everybody, but, uh, you know, they adapted somehow. And at the same time, Jimmy adapted. There was a new structure, one less manager in the company, more work for everybody, and a little bit of tension because of the lack of capital. But, uh, you know, however, Jimmy had a trouble with something else. He felt very, very sorry for the old guy, for his boss. That was the thing that was actually uh, taking more and more of the attention of, of Jimmy. Because, you know, the, the old man was devastated with the situation. On the other hand, you have the other brother, right? The older one. And he was really angry. So Jimmy was a good ear for the older son and always listening to him, you know, very, very empathetic. He knew there was not much that they could do about it. You know, you can see that this, uh, this rich family was obviously a little bit dysfunctional. You know, it is interesting because the boss had no wife. Jimmy never saw daughters, sisters, <laughs> no female relatives coming. There were no grandparents or any kind of relatives visiting. That, that was strange, you know? And Jimmy was curious about that. He wondered, this family, what is the problem with them? There are no ladies around most ever, other than the workers and some neighbors and people acquainted, but nobody is a female relative and they don't have any more relatives. This is strange. Jimmy always considered that, you know, it was an incomplete family, incomplete family. And you know, as we know, in these days, most of us precisely live in incomplete families. For some reason is either divorce or simply separation or somebody dies in the family, or relocation. 
someone probably just got pregnant, the, the lady, and left, and so now she's raising the kid, or maybe three kids, or four, and there is no husband. Somehow, those, those families exist today. And as a result of that, you can expect different difficulties in a family. So maybe you are experiencing difficulties in your family. Perhaps even you can think that even your, <laughs> with all respect, but maybe your own family is dysfunctional. It's possible, right? But let's think about this. This young fella, the, the younger son, what he was looking for was happiness. Isn't it that what we all are looking for in life? To be happy. And sometimes we get the idea that if we get money, we will be happy. And we think, if I get this money, I'll be extremely happy. Well, Jimmy tells us that this guy took the money and went in the wrong path and used all the money, spent all the money in a very stupid way. And that was actually very difficult because as a result of that, you can imagine this guy now, he's struggling. But here we are now, still in the family. And Jimmy tells us that the, the older son actually resented his brother. The older son was just uh, furious, but he kept loyal to his father, which is a good thing, you know? Even in, in the mess of our families, you will see some that are selfish and stupid, and you will see others that are loyal and faithful. Of course, the, the older son, he always was looking for an opportunity to make a point, to show how good he was. Because of course, he wanted to make sure the father noticed that, how good he was. Of course, the father knew about that, Jimmy found several times this father praying. The father was praying for his younger son. And uh, you know what? The father was praying to God, thinking, I hope one day my son will come back. Because certainly this, this gentleman, he loved the one son, the older one who stayed with him. But his heart was broken thinking about the other son. And that is what happens in families today. So somehow we are okay and happy with the ones that are there. But we have our hearts broken because there is one that is not there. It's somewhere. And we wonder about that person, right? That is what Jimmy was wondering. Until one day, the big surprise, one day the younger son came back. And let me tell you something. Although there were many good things about that, there were other things that were not too good about that. Well, to begin with, Jimmy was very angry. Jimmy almost couldn't believe it that this guy had the audacity to come back. But he noticed the happiness in the father. And the thing is, he observed that the young guy actually came back with repentance and humility. It seems like uh, he got it right. So at some point, the old guy said, uh, Jimmy, I want you to help my son. Because uh, first of all, I want you to greet him. And uh, he needs some clothes and, you know, make him look good. We're going to have a, a celebration here. And um, so do me a favor, Jimmy. You are a faithful employee of my company. You, you are good to me and to my sons. And uh, so be nice to my son. You know, whatever he, he has done, I already forgave him. And uh, so... He's okay, and I'm okay, so I want you to be okay. All right, Jimmy? <laughs> so, Jimmy was not totally convinced of 
being okay with this young fella, but he was uh, a good employee and he didn't want to upset the, the old guy. So he went to say hello to the young one. How you doing? Welcome to your home. And he immediately noticed that this guy was different. Was He was changed. Actually, the guy said to him that he, at some point, was so hungry and devastated for <laughs> the mess that he made that actually he, he even wanted to eat anything, whatever. That he was willing to eat even whatever the animals eat, he told them. He told them that one day he thought, I really messed up and I need God's forgiveness because in that family, they believed in God. So Jimmy saw that. So he thought, well, if the father forgave him and I, I work for him, you know, I better get it right. So he faked it for a little while, of course, you know, he was like uh, just saying, sure, let me help you. Because now Jimmy has the obligation to bring to him good clothes and nice shoes and preparing a celebration. They have a special dinner, all that. So Jimmy thought, there is no point of me being mad at him, mad at the situation. Because, you know, after all, this is not mine. I just work here. So what it has to do with me? Jimmy thought. So he went along with the whole process. Now, at some point, the father said to Jimmy, Jimmy, I want you to do me a favor. You know that my older son, he's working, but eventually he will come back to the house. And when he comes back, he will be unhappy with the situation. <laughs> and you know that. So, I want you to be ready. So whenever you see my son, I want you to go and talk to him. Because I know very well how angry he will be. So he, Jimmy just scratches his head and says, yes, sir. What else, right? Well, he's ready. Just looking, you know, when this other guy comes. And, you know, he, the other guy was a good guy. You know, always working, and he did a great job recovering the company. You know, time passed by. Jimmy saw him from the extreme anger that he had against his brother to a certain level of peace and this kind of stuff. But he knew that he didn't care much for his brother anymore. So he was concerned. And when finally... He sees the older brother coming to the property. He is nervous, right? He says, oh, this is not going to be good. But I'm going to do what I have to do, right? So the brother says, what's going on here? What is all this noise? I hear music. There's a party, a celebration. What, what is this? What's happening? So Jimmy says, unfortunately, I have news for you. I know you won't like it, but well, this is what happened. Your brother came back. What? My brother? Yeah. And what my father said. They both just turned and looked at the house. They hear the big celebration. Everybody's cheerful and music and you can smell the barbecue and boy, this was bad news for this older son. He was totally, totally upset. So they stayed there for a while. Jimmy was a good friend to the older son. And waited, waited with him. You can imagine that this uh, older brother was not willing to forgive and just let it go that simple, right? You know that. Well, Jimmy knew it. But Jimmy was the kind of person that he was looking for what was best for the family. He was not just putting his uh, feelings out there 
because he was upset, definitely, but but he already noticed that the son really, the other, the, the younger son, truly repented. So Jimmy was okay with the situation at this point. So he started to persuade this other son. He was not totally happy about that. But they talk and talk. Eventually, the guy said, I'm not coming inside the house. I just can't do this. So Jimmy says, okay, well, I'm going to bring your father because uh, he wants to talk to you anyway. <laughs> the older brother just thinking, oh, my gosh, I know what my dad is going to say. I already know. He wanted me just to go and be happy with my brother like nothing happened. But that's not that simple. So he's thinking all these arguments, right? When suddenly the old man comes. <laughs> he walks towards the older son and says, How was your day, son? Dad, don't do this. Please don't. Don't go and don't go there. And son, listen. Your brother messed up big time. We know that. But you know, he, he's my, my son. And I love him. And I love you very much. And you have been faithful to me. You have been amazing. You helped me to recover the company after the crash, right? When we lost 50% of our capital. You have done a terrific job. But he, your brother, he's my son and I love him. And he has changed. You know, the, the price that he needed to pay in order to learn well, I pretty much paid it, but <laughs> you too. But he's still my son and I love him. So I want you to do something for me, not for him. Do it for me. Forgive your brother. Embrace him. And let's move forward. Simple, right? But not simple. The older son was not happy with the idea. Not at all. But he did it anyways. He said, okay, I'm going to go inside, see what happens. You know, my friend, this Jimmy really doesn't exist. Actually, this is a parable that the Lord Jesus told us in the chapter 15 of Luke, from the verses 11 through 32. He told us this story to make uh, uh, an illustration of a teaching of the importance of understanding the value of forgiving, the value of repentance and reconciliation. You and your family, like myself and my family, like everybody else with his family, we all have troubles. <laughs> we all have those fights and sometimes they go through years, right? Because it's, it's what happens in life. You know what the, the, the verses 31 and 32 said? Read it with me. It says, the father said to his son, oh, my son, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But this was a day to be happy and celebrate. Your brother was dead, but now he's alive. He was lost, but now. Is found. Some family members are like that. I was one of those family members lost. Lost. I understand what is to be lost and confused. I understand the feeling of not understanding where is the north and where is the south. You know, I know that. What about you, my friend? Have you ever lived a season in your life that you just felt that you didn't belong anywhere? Do you remember a season where you were in a house and you said, this is not my house? And then you go to another house and you said, this is not my house. 
you go to a city and another city and another place and another place and you're just trying to find home but you can't find home and then the troubles that come with it i lived it i know what is to be in the dark i know what is what is to to feel abandoned and rejected i know what is to be stupid and losing Losing everything. Like this fella, he lost all the money he had, the inheritance. I know what is the feeling of being broke and in a corner with nowhere to go. And being so depressed and sad that finally then is when I could look up and say, Lord, can you help me? And then is when the voice of the Holy Spirit came to me and said, well, change. <laughs> it's time for you to change. My friend, it's time for you to change. Repent. Time to come back to the Father's house. And if you have to face the, <laughs> the encounter with the other children of the father, well, so be it. But the father is waiting for you. The father is waiting for you. You remember that uh, earlier in this message, I show you this picture about these girls that they were so happy being together. Well, you remember that I told you, right, that somebody in your family is mad at someone else. And you remember what I said to you about this scripture in Proverbs 26, 17? To step between two people arguing is as foolish as going out into the street to, and grabbing a straight dog by the ears. You remember, we talk about this. Well, it's wrong. It's wrong to interfere. So our hero here, Jimmy, he did the right thing. Because he was immersed in the situation, but he was not involved in the problem. He was part of the family business, but he didn't do anything wrong. And it's important that sometimes when you are in the midst of family situations, you consider that but hypothetically hypothetically speaking let's suppose there was a kate in this story okay a girl acquainted with the family let's suppose for a moment what do you think a girl acquainted with that family will be interested in well obviously she will love to marry one of the two sons Probably she put her eyes in the most handsome. <laughs> we don't know which one was it. But obviously she had feelings. In this hypothetical scenario, we saw Jimmy doing something great. But now let's see Kate. Being part of this situation and not necessarily doing it right. Let's suppose, for example, that Kate starts to have feelings for one and not for the other. And of course, when she is observing the behavior of both songs, you know, one very responsible, going to work all the time, being so obedient to his dad, respectful, nice, clean, a good leader for the others. Well, obviously, Kate will say, I, I want this. <laughs> Not too much into the other son. And suddenly the news, right? Guess what, Kate? My brother wants his 50%. <gasps> oh. Now, 
The question is, in this hypothetical scenario with Kate, what do you think Kate will say about the younger son? What do you think were the words of Kate to the old guy and the older son and Jimmy and everybody else there working when they went through the tough situation as a result of the younger one taking 50% of the capital of the company and the family. Do you think that Kate will say, you know, we need to pray for this guy? Do you really think is that what she will do? <laughs> Especially when she was hoping for marriage and having you know, a good life, marrying a wealthy guy, business owner, thinking that 50% of that was gone. So do you think it's possible that, that, that Kate provoked more hostility in the family? What do you think? And this is exactly where, where we are quite often. We are exactly in the midst of situations between siblings and family members and, and all that, where you can be as good as Jimmy and just being reserved and not putting there your fingers into anything because it's none of your business or you're like Kate. Just making the mess even more difficult for everybody, provoking everybody to more hostility. <laughs> it's interesting when you think about that because it takes us precisely to this concept, family equal problems. It's just like that. And the problems in families are most of the time because of money and then because of pride and because of work, Versus laziness. And that is what you see. Perhaps is the case in your family now. Or perhaps is the case of somebody else's family that you know. And you already see the difficulties, right? Because it's hard. Money, pride, laziness, all this involved. Ah, you can see very, very clearly, when there's one person in a family that is responsible and honest, hardworking, sharing and giving, and then you have the other that is the opposite. But the most important thing that we need to see in this story is what is what the Lord wants you to do. Number one, the Lord wants you to forgive. The Lord wants you to learn to forgive all the time to everybody, no matter what. Because that brings peace into your heart. But the second thing that the Lord wants of you is that you learn to love everybody, no matter what. Because in your family, my friend, there are going to be problems like in every other family. And every house that you see around your house and every worker, worker's family that you deal with, you will see problems. And the only way that the family will survive is through forgiveness and love, no matter what. But at the same time, you have to learn to be smart. You have to learn to be smart with some of your relatives. You know, you don't need, my friend, to be cruel or skeptical, neither naive. You don't need that. Someone messed, messes things up in your family, you are not going to be the cruel one, unable to forgive that person for their mistakes. You can't do that because it's not what the Lord wants. The Lord wants you to learn to forgive. You can't be cruel. 
And when you see them, that they are coming back and they, they say that they want to change, don't be skeptical either. Don't be skeptical. Give them the benefit of the doubt. However, because you know how they have operated, you are not going to be naive either. So you need to go slowly in the process, you know, slowly getting to, to check if it's true and double check and triple check and any number of checks because you already know how they can be. They were that way in the past, but you forgave. You know how they operated it in the past. Lying, 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 lying. You are thinking, he's lying again. She is lying again. No, you cannot be skeptical. But you cannot be naive either. Go slowly in the process, trying to understand exactly if this is legit. You know what is interesting is that the Lord Jesus gives us a wonderful solution to this dilemma in our families. He says in Matthew 7, 12, do for others what you would want them to do for you. And he says, this is the meaning of the law of Moses and the teaching of the prophets. Treating the rest exactly the way that we hope that the others are going to treat us. Treat the rest the way that you would like them to treat you. And this is the meaning of the law of Moses and the teachings of the prophets. That's the core of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's based on mutual forgiveness and reconciliation. And it's doable. It's absolutely doable when you keep your trust in the name of Jesus. And you keep believing with hope for your future. You know that? You need to keep trusting in the name of Jesus. Because you don't know the power of God moving in the life of your relatives when you keep trusting in him. And you keep praying in the name of Jesus. You don't know what can the Lord do while you are praying and you are believing with hope for your future. Because the kingdom of God is real. The power of God is real. And he moves in your life and he will continue moving in your life as long as you keep trusting in the name of Jesus and you keep having faith, hoping for a great future in your life. Do you know, friend, it's precisely when we are brokenhearted. It's precisely when we are exactly in that intersection, you know? You know that intersection? The intersection in our lives when we don't know if we do this or if we do that. Precisely in that moment is when the power of the Holy Spirit come upon us to lead us in the right direction. And the right direction for you today is to let it go. Reconcile with your family members. Reconcile with them, forgive them, let it go. Because that is the way that you will experience healing, my friend. Healing with peace in your soul, in your mind. Healing that will also affect your own body because the lack of forgiveness it's like a root of bitterness that is a poison in the soul and the body of people. But when you, by putting your trust in the name of Jesus and by doing what he says, you know what the, the father said to the son, the older son? You know, he was dead, but now he's back alive. He was lost, but now he's found. For the Father, it was a, a glorious day to see this son coming back to him. And the, and the Father said, you know what, son? Everything that I have is yours, all of it. I'm not going to give this guy, you know, all of this is yours. 
The reward will come to you in many ways, my friend. Then is when the older son said, well, you know that I'll do it not for what you promised me. It's because that pleases you. So I forgive my brother. And then is when the healing began. The healing that went inside of each one's heart in that family to restart all over again. The healing. And you know, all that is possible by faith in the name of Jesus. So you have the opportunity today, my friend, to give your heart to the Lord God by repenting and asking him, come into my heart, dwell in me, Lord. I want everything totally new for me. In the name of Jesus, like John 3:16 declares, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not be lost, but have eternal life. Be blessed today. Rejoice with the saints in the name of Jesus. Because that forgiveness has come to you to receive the forgiveness and to impart the forgiveness in the name of Jesus. From Odessa, Texas, I say thank you for connecting and for watching. In the name of the Lord God Almighty, I bless you today. In the name of Victory Church Odessa, I thank you for being here with us. And in the name of uh, my church members, wife Tracy, my son Sebastian, the team, all of us working together, I wish you a beautiful rest of your day. See you next time. However, before I leave, I want to encourage you to share this message with somebody else. The message is catching up with your family. It's here on the screen, Worship Service 294, June 12, 2022. If you are curious about what's happening next Sunday here at Victory Church, the answer is this. In the Worship Service 295 on June 19, 2022, the topic will be the New World Order. I'm going to share with you scriptures about that. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Good morning. Let me invite you to download or install Gian TV, which is our Roku channel. If you have a Roku TV or a Roku device, don't hesitate to install this free, absolutely free Roku channel. You will be able to watch wonderful videos, all the categories that we have here. So go to search channels, search for Gian TV, and then hit install. Don't forget to give us a five stars if you like our videos. Thank you so much for watching. My Giancarlo Vichitoro. I know you have suffered, but what if you would have never met your mom because she died giving birth to you? That's the beginning of Simon's story. Then Simon's father died when he was only 15 years old. He was sent to a foster home where he was bullied, humiliated, and there was no one to protect him. But Simon decided to find a way to get his revenge by studying and becoming good at sports. He won a scholarship, and soon he started his own business, Simon Yardwork. Mean people were envious of his success, but one day, Simon met and fell in love with Jackie. They were happy, until the FBI arrested Simon due to clues that incriminated him with several murdered people. Will Simon end up in prison? Don't miss the outcome of this story, The Best Revenge, the musical that will inspire everyone to pay good for evil. Go to mygiancarlo.com to purchase The Best Revenge on audio and video. Your words, you changed my world.
I love your words. You changed my world. You are my moonlight. I can walk alone in the night. You Start tonight, I need you back. 
It is absolutely amazing what I am feeling. Never before I experienced what you have done to me. I know that in the past I didn't see things as I do now. But honestly, you have changed everything for me. And uh, I don't want to let it go. I don't want you to go anywhere. Stay here with me, by me, because you make me feel alive. And I know that you love me, and I love you. I love you with all of my heart. I belong to you. You brought me a new life, a life that is absolutely profound, real, and true. I feel alive, you make me fly, I'm in the clouds, you make me alive, this is my night, I'm gonna fight, I feel the wind, I'm gonna win, I feel alive, you make me fly, I'm in the clouds, you Hey, 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 that's all, that's all, that's all, folks. <laughs> Time to go home. <laughs> Ciao.